Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Hey, everybody. Wanted to welcome you. I'm sure somebody already did that, but I I just want to, uh, what a weird time that we're in, right? Uh, Jordan is doing really well, so thank you so much for your prayers, but I couldn't get a rapid test in time, so I, I, this lesson's pre-recorded, and then uh, you guys will be able to listen to it, and then there'll be a short little uh, discussion afterwards asking um, one specific question, which we'll, we'll talk about, we'll get into a little bit later. I, I did want to first start by talking about what, what we're going to be doing over a lot of 2022. So we're, we're going to join this, this group. That's, it's a Preach With You 2022 is essentially what it's called. And so there's dozens of other churches, small churches mostly, in our fellowship that are deciding to preach through very specific things, but roughly the same thing, are using the same outline to preach different lessons uh, over the course of the whole year. And so we're going to join at least for the first uh, the first part of 2022. And what happens is every month there's a new speaker who joins a Zoom call and is able to share their outline for one specific theme over the course of the whole uh, month, rather, and uh, and then it, it it they give us the outline, teach us how they preach. So a lot of this, honestly, this is my this is going to be a little bit different lesson than than one that that you are maybe accustomed to hearing me preach, just because the the flow is a little bit different. So uh, I, I'm excited. I think we're doing this one so that we can uh, so that you you all can be edified by by the teaching. There's been a lot of energy and effort put in. These are some of the the great speakers who have been serving in ministry for 15 and 20 years. And a lot even longer than that. That's one. And then two, it's it's to help me become a better preacher and to be able to learn uh, from different people in an effort to to grow myself. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing this whole month. We are rather over the course of the whole year, the theme is rooted. The idea, the reality is if if you, we have deep roots, then we can grow high. And 2021 has taught us that this pandemic's not over. And so we, we we need to be able to be deeply rooted over the course of this month, the month of January. We are going to be focused on having greater vision and not just greater vision for ourselves, greater vision to do amazing things. But but the, the reality, though, is is that with with great vision, we can accomplish so many things. You look at everybody in the Bible, uh, virtually everybody, every positive character in the Bible has has had great vision, certainly for themselves, but it stems from this very strong, great vision for God, or a vision of God, rather. Uh, it's, it's inspiring. You look at Abraham in Genesis 15, and it, God came to him and said, you're going to be a great nation, although he hadn't had children yet. And he said, okay, I, I believe you. After a bit, he said, I, I believe you. You look at... Uh, 
God coming to Moses in in a burning bush in in Exodus three, having a great vision of God, and then what does he do? But he goes. You look at Isaiah six, and God coming to Isaiah and saying, "Who's going to be the one to preach?" There's this powerful image that he gets of God, and at the end of it, Isaiah says, "Here am I, send me." Then you can look at at Paul in Acts 9. We, we are very familiar with this story, but he, he comes to Paul and nobody else can see it, just Paul can see it. He, what happens though, there's this vision that, that Paul says, he says, who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. And, and from there, all of these men, they don't just receive a vision, have a good vision of God, and then and then and then just sit with it themselves. But the reality is all visions from God leave us pursuing something greater for our lives and the lives of those around us. At the end of this month, the goal, the prayer is that wherever you're at, your vision will be clearer. We are starting our series by talking about the vision, our vision of God. The reality is, if if we don't improve our vision of God, then the rest of what we're talking about is not going to have great impact. It's simply going to be self-help tips that lack any transformative power in our lives. If you leave with nothing else this morning, leave with a greater conviction that in order to have great vision for your life, you need to have a greater vision of God. The title of my lesson today, you guessed it, is Vision of God. And I, I, I want to first uh, look, look at Numbers 12. You know, we can, we can think, well, this, this vision of God is reserved for the, the best of the best, or it's reserved for the, the strongest of the strong. But I, the reality is, is we're going to look at Moses. Uh, Moses was a man. He, he, granted, he was the most humble man on earth. Uh, perhaps he even wrote that, but he he says it a little bit before here in Numbers uh, Numbers twelve. But we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit later. So what's happening here is that that his two buddies are basically talking bad stuff about him. And then here we go. It, it says in verse six, he said, "Listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions." I speak to them in dreams, but this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him, I speak face to face clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? God says something powerful here. He says that that people of God, God reveals himself to them in, in, in visions. And, but then it says something really, really interesting. It says that Moses, uh, speaks to God face to face. What, what, what a terrifying reality to speak to the, the maker of the universe face to face. You know, we, we talked about it and it's been something that's been in the back of my head. You have your best, again, your best day of life. You do everything the right way. Maybe you have a great week. You're, you're a great husband. You're a great, you know, 
family man or you're you're a great wife, you're a great single person, you're 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 just great, you're so giving, and Jesus knocks on your door. Even as good as you've been, you're on your knees. You know, looking you might even look face to face. You see, that's God. You're on your knees. Because the Moses spoke to God face to face. And this is, this is, hear me now, this is the ideal, though, that we can be uh, clear conscience according to God, that certainly we pay him as much honor, respect as, as he is due, as much as we possibly can. But it, the, the ideal for you and me is that we have this great vision of God. Moses, maybe more than anybody else who ever lived and died uh, and, and didn't raise again, so that, that excludes Jesus, had, had a great vision of God. He spoke to him face to face. So this is the ideal that, that we're shooting for. Uh, the, the next scripture that we're, we're kind of, we're going to jump a bunch. So work with me here. We're going to be in Luke 4. And now this is Jesus talking. In Luke 4 and verse 18, it, it says he went to Nazareth. Or we'll start in verse 16. It says he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom from the, for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus comes on the scene. He fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. He's exhausted. He eats. He overcomes the devil. And now he pulls this scroll up and he is preaching the Bible. And he says, what, what, what does he pull? What does he, he pull from? He says, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. And so Jesus wants us to restore our sight, certainly for what God is going to do through us and with us, but I, I believe the primary reason Jesus had to come was was to restore uh, for the, for the people to be restored of their sight for who God is. We need the same thing this morning. Let's let's then go to, to Proverbs twenty nine and eighteen. It says just it says just says where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. And so we're, we're learning all of these three things. I hope that, that you have some conviction of how important it is now to have a great vision of God, to grow in your vision of God and what he, who he is and what, what he can do through you. But firstly, who he is. Uh, we, we understand, one, that ordinary people being used by God can have great vision. Moses showed us that. We also understand that Jesus, after spending this time in the wilderness— realized and decided to share the scripture that says he that, that God desires to restore our sight. And then we also understand that if we don't have great vision, we, we are unrestrained. There's nothing to for that we can pursue and go towards. And we see that in the world all over. But but I bet if you if you look at your life in the areas where you've lacked, even as you start to begin, if you if you do the the New Year's resolutions or anything, you can probably see that the areas where you didn't have clear goals, you, you, you probably lacked a little bit of restraint. And so right now, I, conviction is given. Now what I really want to do, 
I want to look at six practicals, and, and that seems like a daunting task for you to be able to listen to me. You guys are doing a great job, I assume. I don't know. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm just, no, you guys are doing great. Uh, I want to look at six practicals that you can take this week to grow in your uh, vision of God. Let's let's start with the first one, which is just stop. Let's go to, and you guys, we're all going to look at the book of Psalms, right? Excuse me, right now. All in the book of Psalms, where we can grow in our vision of God. The first is just to stop. Psalm 46, verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. The beginning of the year, I don't know about you guys, I felt like, the end of 2021, I, we had known it, but I felt like since from Thanksgiving to just about the right, you know, the day after Christmas, to be able to come back to house church was was a, a, a you know, a kind of a, a relief is is one way to say it. But it was just a, a very busy time. It always is. That's not. It's not the the season's fault. It's just the reality of kind of the flow of what we've built into Western society. But what I what I will also say is that January, I think, can be in, in January, February, even beginning of March, can be a time to calm down and stop a little bit, right? It's it's a little bit colder, uh, maybe a lot colder. There's more snow on the ground or maybe a lot more snow on the ground. We're a little bit more indoors. Spend, we can spend a little bit more time to uh, just to breathe and to be with God. We're out hustling and just there's always the next activity and event that we have to get to, then then we we cannot sit with God. The idea of being still and knowing that that He is God is is one that He calls certainly in in Psalms He calls people to, but all over we see it in the life of Jesus, Him healing so many people and then in the morning going and being with God. You see Him uh, after feeding five thousand, Jesus going. And, and just spending time alone to just be. This season, we've been so busy that I, I want to challenge us to take some time to, to just stop. And it's not stopping just for the sake of stopping. It's not stopping necessarily for our mental health, although that is true. It's it's stopping for the purpose of viewing God more clearly. This The second thing we can do is to listen. It says in Psalm 85, in verse 8, it says, I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. This is this is David. He's just sharing, I will listen to what the Lord says. And then he brings up his promises. And then he and then he shares, let him not be in folly. And and certainly here, this is uh, there's there's a time to when when we're listening to God, where we will listen outside of what the Bible explicitly says. That is true. When when we're, when we're praying, there's so much value to leave a little bit of space for God to speak, for us to embrace, for us to hear and pursue. But what I would say is uh, this is and this is it's actually really interesting. I heard a, a lesson by his name is Timothy Keller. But he he made it quite clear. He's looking at the book of Galatians, and he, you know, if, if you'll remember, 
Paul says, hey, even if there's a revelation that comes that's outside of what I'm teaching, even if you think it's from an angel, let him be cursed. You know, and and, and he, he brings up this, this reality that if we are listening to the Bible, we know it's 100% from God. If we are listening to what we think is good or what we think is appropriate, then there's really three options. One, it it could just be yourself. Feeling like, I, I, this is what I want to do. This is what I know God is telling me. And maybe God's like, no, that's not what I'm telling you at all. That's one option. It could be from some spiritual force that is not godly. It could be from a very a, a negative spiritual force, a demonic spiritual force that's that's convincing you to operate the way you think is appropriate. And we understand that's not godly either. Or, or it could be from God. And so what Timothy Keller says, and I'll say the same thing, is if you're going to listen to stuff that's outside of the Bible, there's a one in three chance that you're wrong, that that it's not going to help you. It's either from yourself and your worldly wisdom, or it's from a demon and and some demonic wisdom, or it could be from God. If you're going to listen to what the Bible says, explicitly teaches, you're following God. You can take that to the bank every single time. You can't listen to God without connecting with his word. The third thing that I want to talk about is to think. It says in Psalm 77, 12, I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. You know, one thing was true, and it's true actually in life. If, if anything that, when, when situations become more stressful, we we just revert to what's natural to us. We understood that there's there's something when I was coaching basketball, even in college, that was something that 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 was known to be true. That whenever things sped up, and in games, they it always speeds up. And when we say speeds up, it in practice you can go through, you can even go 100, percent but Games are just a little bit different. You're playing against people who you're not really familiar with. There's there's more of energy. Sometimes there's there's a crowd and they're yelling and it's a tight, stressful game situation. And so things move much faster. In those times when things move faster, we we revert to what our, our habits that we've built are. And so that that's such a big reason why in practice, we the coaches, Spencer can attest, we, we just... Well, Spencer more than I, I can. I was uh, I was I was kind of in and out a lot of times. But but there was such an emphasis on doing things absolutely perfect in practice. Because if you do things perfect in practice in the game, there's what you call game slippage, where things kind of they're they're not as perfect. It's a little bit more muddier. Defenses don't do everything perfect. You're a little bit more tired. Okay, understood. But if you prepare and do things perfectly in practice, the stuff you can control in a, in a game situation when things are much more stressful, when there is a, a an opponent that you're not 100% familiar with, things still turn out pretty well. I, I think the same, as, as we're talking about thinking, the same is true in our lives, though. When things are moving fast, it's, it's very difficult or it, it's 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 easy rather to stop thinking and just revert to what we naturally do or what we're comfortable with when when somebody cuts you off as you're driving 
it's it's easy just to revert back to what you understand to be true from the world. Man, this guy's out to get me. He is such a fill in the blank. I hope you don't say the blank out loud. Right? Well, I guess I hope you don't even think the blank. But the the reality though is what what the Bible is is teaching us or telling us is that that we can if we have a greater vision we can have a greater vision of God if we if we consider God's works and His mighty deeds. You know, Eastern meditation will will tell you or attempt to remove everything from uh, your mind and and just to be and just to live and and the perception on on their end is that there's there's we're able to to do things for ourselves and we can figure it out that the Christian meditation is to contemplate the magnificence of God. If we contemplate God's magnificence, we are going to end in a state where our natural default is to turn to him. When somebody cuts us off, we're like, oh, man, bless that person. They must be very busy. Bless that person. They, they, maybe they're late for work. Maybe something crazy has happened. And but that is, that's the natural state if we are thinking and viewing God in the proper way. The, the lad, not the last thing, we got three more. It's, it's to cleanse. It says in Psalm 24, verse 3, who, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. In one sense, anyone who has had their sins forgiven through the waters of baptism is, is clean according to God. But if we're going to have the fullest image of him, if we're going to have the greatest vision of him, then we have to be careful to be unclouded by what's going on in the world. And and you think about putting on glasses or anything, I... I don't know about you. I had glasses until I was in sixth grade, and then I just stopped wearing them. So I, I actually still need them. But uh, but there'd be so many times you're running around, and your glasses get a little bit foggy, and you can still see. But it's not it's not perfect. You can still you still you can make out everything really well. Actually, you you can see people's faces. You can see that they're smiling at you. You can operate to about a ninety percent capacity. But there's something different when you clean off those glasses, right? And you're like, oh my goodness. I was, it's, everything's in HD. I was seeing it in, you know, 480 standard definition. For us, uh, the, the kind of media we consume, certainly the, the type of people that we allow ourselves to listen to, absolutely. All of these things are, are not intrinsically evil or bad necessarily, but what they do is they, they can cloud our vision of God. They can, they can distort our vision. We, we, can lack even the future sight of what God is doing and move and how God is moving. If if all we're doing is is seeing you know about six or eight inches in front of our faces. Another thing we can do is to pray. It's in Psalm thirty-two six. It says, "Therefore let all the faithful pray to you, while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them." God can be accessed by all of us. The maker of the universe can be accessed by all of us. It's, it's, it's a truth that certainly I don't think we understand to the fullest degree and extent that God is able to be accessed by us. 
it says you may be found. It's it's you can take it to the bank that God is listening when you say words. They're they're not empty. We're able to step to the door, knock and enter. What a powerful reality. Last thing we can do is to seek. It's in Psalm 63, verse 1. It says, you, my, you, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water. And seeking God, it's it's a lot of times one of the one of the studies that we look at with people, right? And maybe maybe you're going through some of the study series, and the start a lot of times, not every time, is to seek God. And we understand God is seeking us, but there's a call that if we are seeking God, we're going to have a greater vision and image of of who He is. This is way more of a heart posture than it is one particular action. You know, you, you can look at any romantic interest, and if you're seeking after that person, you, you can point to specific uh, things that you've done and, and uh, you know, ways to woo them or ways to, to present yourself to them. That's, that's true, but that's not the fullness of, of you seeking them. That's, that's just some of the actions that, that have occurred. Same thing with you and God. I, I want to make a plea that although you, you, many of us have been Christians for 10, 15, 20 years, some even longer than that, much longer than that, are you still seeking God? Or do you still wake up with a fervor that I want to connect with him this morning? Do you, do you pursue him, not to the fullest extent that he's pursuing you, but as close as you possibly can? Is that, is that what's going on as you're seeking God? If you're, if you're pursuing God, you're going to have a greater vision of him. So the, the, the truth is there, there's these six things that we can practically do, but without a great vision for God, we're going to cast off restraint. If we can start here and have this amazing vision for God, we can stop, we can listen, we can think, we can cleanse, we can pray, and we can seek. If we, if we do all of these things, we are on our way having a great vision for God, and then thus greater vision altogether. With this greater vision altogether, we're going to be able to be rooted in what the Bible's teaching. We're going to be able to be rooted in our faith. And with deep roots, we will grow very big. You know, I'm so excited for what 2022 has to bring. This has, uh, 2021 is really, as I look back, it's been the year that we have transformed from a small uh, mission team or a small church plant to a small church. And what a powerful and fun thing to be able to say that we, you know, people call this a small church a while ago and whatever, you know, but I, I'm like, man, this is, it's not a mission team anymore. When people are coming in and sharing lessons, I'm like, don't, don't, don't talk about what you've given up. This and the, No, because majority of the people here right now are, are those that, that, are from Kalamazoo or that have not moved uh, from other places to to join this this group, and so to call it a, a mission team at this point is 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 fine, but it's a, a little bit short sighted or it's a little bit narrow of a of a view. No, we are a small church. What an inspiration that that 2022 is going to be able to to bring 
I, I pray that it, it this lesson accomplishes that for your life this morning. But I pray that for uh, our church, that we can be that for the entire Midwest and our global fellowship of churches. Uh, right now, actually, there's going to be a time Joe is going to come up and we're going to have uh, just some short responses at this lesson or towards this lesson. Specifically, what of the six things do you want to focus on this week? And and there's not just one. I understand that. They do bleed into each other. I understand that as well. But what of the six are you going to focus on this week? I'm going to put the slide up and then I'll, I'll leave it up for an extended period of time. Joe, I guess you could just pause this video. Thank you guys so much. Hope to see you on Wednesday and have a happy 2022. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Saving souls.